what's up? It's your pal, Wenchikistarikis, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. One year of The Bar is Low, can you believe that, fellas? How do I have any semblance of mental stability after that? Like, even enough mental stability just have kept posting these weekly. Well, if you haven't heard, I'm planning to go on hiatus for a month following this episode, and I should be back on April 7th. From then on, I'm hoping to do an episode every two weeks instead of every Sunday because this show's a lot of work and sometimes I feel like it sucks up all my free time. I have a novel to finish, an album to release and promote, some fix I want to get out, just bought some new Pokemon games. I, I, I just need to get a life, honestly, even though, you know, a lot of those things don't really pertain to me getting a life, but still, I want to go on hiatus. And all this is still subject to change. Bi-weekly episodes after a month-long hiatus is just what I hope to do, but it's going to depend on how I'm feeling after that period. I've even thought about quitting the show, but that's probably not going to happen. There's some changes I'm hoping to implement post-hiatus. It's always been harder for me to do single thick episodes, not only because those happen to be longer, but because I just need to do more analysis and put more thought into it. And episodes like that, they're no fun if I'm just summarizing stuff, so I really gotta dig into it more. So with two weeks to work on new material instead of just one, I'm hoping to review more longer fix instead of doing so many collections. Of course, there's still gonna be stuff like the Dixar series and the Fun for the Whole Family series, all that shit, but I find that I personally get more out of the show when I'm doing more analysis instead of constantly yelling about porn. And I also want to do more special episodes. This four-part series I've done for the 50th through one-year anniversary of the show has been pretty different and fun for me, and I want to expand my horizons, cover more types of content, play around with formatting some more, and I want to have something to say in more of these. After doing episode 52, I kind of want to roast more of my old writing, but before I get started with the lists themselves, I just want to talk about the shit I've learned from doing this show for a year, because I really do think that running a podcast about porn has made me a better person, which is really weird to say, but uh, I think it's true in a way. I feel like I've become a lot more open-minded, tolerant of other people's opinions, especially if those opinions are expressed in an intelligent manner and, you know, supported with evidence. That really helps. I've had these reactions of visceral disgust from seeing inappropriate pairings and, like, Ampreg and shit like that, but there's really an art to writing fucked up stuff and getting away with it, having it say something, having it mean something. Writing dark stuff well in an illuminating and tasteful way, it isn't limited just to professional literature. I've also been able to examine my values, self-awareness I've talked a lot about in my disclaimer and in episode 50. Like, people can learn, grow, and change, and as multifaceted beings, it's hard, or at least it should be hard, to dismiss others as simply bad people if we disagree with them over something as trivial as a fandom pairing. And I've also learned that I'll never be able to understand all the things that come out of people's heads. That's not going to stop me from trying, but some things, uh, you know, I've got to eventually just say, okay, it be like that sometimes too. So let's get to the lists. The top 10 worst, top 10 best, and top 20 best worst fanfictions. It's all going to be stuff I've covered on the show at one point or another, and I'll list the episode numbers alongside my choices if you wish to hear me rant about them at length. I'm also tempted to divide these into top Avatar and non-Avatar fix, because like half of the show is about Avatar. I've accepted it. This is an Avatar podcast. As much as I like to think of it just as about fanfiction or porn, it's those things too, but you definitely can't enjoy it without having seen that show. So if you haven't seen it, 
and you like this podcast, go watch it. Not because it's a critically acclaimed show with good characters and concepts and all that shit, but watch it so I can ruin it for you. Here's a little background on me and before I launched the show. So before the bar's low, there was The Internet is Terrifying, which is a document where I dumped all the glorious quotes I'd found from terrible fan fiction and naturally having such an abundance of magnificent writing all in one place, I decided to make some lists and I separated them into categories, even though they didn't all quite fit neatly into groups I'd assigned. Some of them blur the lines and some of them are still difficult for me to classify, but I've put every important fic here. And in fact, my admiration for all of them or lack thereof, it also predates the show, just like this initial list did. And that's why I have the show. I had so much to say about all the shitty fan fiction I was reading and I had to do something about it. Hence, the burn is low was born. Let's get started with the top 10 worst. Let's get it out of the way. This is the bad stuff. This is the disgusting stuff and not necessarily in an ew, sex sort of way, but a lot of them were kind of morally repugnant also. Here's some honorable or rather dishonorable mentions. The Hidden Adventures of Avatar The Last Airbender by QWR, Avatar Episode 2. This one is more simply known as the diaper fetish one, uh, where they put Katara in diapers and Aang is really into that for some reason. I, this is just one of those fetishes. I just don't get it. And this fic isn't on the main list because I covered it so long ago and I feel like I'd need to go back to see if it was really as bad as I remembered. And I'm not really willing to reread this. I don't want to revisit this. <laughs> oh, Zuko is also the most generic version of himself, except he had like really weird ways of raping people, like shoving metal rods up their urethra throws and piercing their genitals. I don't know. It was out there. Another dishonorable mention, Mine by Ali Bandom, Black Metal, Mayhem, episode 10. This was my introduction to the Omegaverse. Oh boy. Something I really hate about this writer, or rather this fandom on whole, is that they're like, oh, poor this character. Meanwhile, they're the ones putting him through all this terrible shit. And I shouldn't even say character because these were real people who existed in reality. They're dead now. They were real people who existed and people out there writing them getting raped and, and prank bullshit. It was just... No. And then uh, literally everything that Passionworks has written also deserves a dishonorable mention. I haven't read everything by Passionworks, but she's just a shitty person, so she should be on this list and we'll come back to her. Number 10, Underlay Cloud Guy and Warmth on a Cold Night by Alufen Androgynous, Avatar, episode 33. These two fics are grouped together because they're by the same author. Uh, both of them involve Katara getting raped, and which is, that'll be showing up a lot today. And in this test, yeah, there's incest on Warmth on a Cold Night too, because uh, you can't let Ozai have all the fun when it comes to molesting his children. So in Underlay Cloud Guy, which I find slightly more disturbing of the two, Long Thing captures Katara, King Kue, and Azula and makes them all his sex slaves. This horrific piece of work involves two scenes where he just rapes all of them in front of the whole ass daily. The Katara Kue scene is relatively tame. It's, I guess, your average non-con threesome as far as things go. But the Azula scene is where things get really fucked up. He has no mercy for this literal child, whereas he loves, quote unquote, his two other slaves. She 
she's shackled up so she can't bend or defend herself. And what he does is, oh man, he spanks her, whips her, pours hot wax on her ass, and then uses her ass as a pin cushion by sticking red hot needles into it. And then he finally fucks her and lets the daily loose to do as they please. And, and this author calls themselves a crack writer. Damn, what the hell? What the hell, people? Warmth on a Cold Night is the other one by this author that I consider more or less on an equal level with the previous fic. Shara gets a marriage proposal from Beto, but Hakoda has a deal to make with both of them, and it's basically that he gets in on their sex lives and has threesomes with them. And one thing I hate about this author's writing, and I find it worse than straight up rape porn all the way through, is a lot of the time when uh, she gets raped, she like starts to enjoy herself like partway into it. And, and this is one of those fics, like it really implies that if you rape her very gently, she'll like it and she'll give in to you. So yeah, this is a Katara Beto Hakoda threesome. And can I just say no thanks? <sighs> Number nine, The Lost Script by Katang Fan Ficker, Avatar, episode 24. Katang Fan Ficker has given us a very wonderful fic. High on my best worst list, but this one, not so much. Because in this fic, she decided that she was going to write a sex scene into every episode of Avatar Last Airbender. No matter how that makes you feel, you have to agree that's a daunting task. And she got a little over halfway through the show, which is impressive, but between just a lot of underwhelming scenes that didn't go anywhere, the abandonment of her usual writing style in favor of script format, and the sheer ridiculousness of some of these setups, these porn intros basically, this was just... Eh, it wasn't all I expected from it. Like, let's be real. If Katang Fanficker had finished this and she nailed it, then good chance I would have decided that this was the ultimate avatar porno. Like, this could have been so high on my best worst list, but it just wasn't. There were just too many scenes where all that happens is some random character gets a boner. The writing style that she usually uses for her fic can really just do it for me sometimes, but she didn't use it here. And looking back, I found this more disappointing than I did disgusting, to be honest. And there were a handful of completely insane scenes, but uh, the most notable being where Kiyoshi talks about ye olden days and how many orgies people had back then. And there's another one. I'm just going to called the earthbending orgy because you know that pic that kind of came a meme uh, it's from like this porno where there's this little white girl she's just sitting on a couch and behind her are there, there's just five black dudes it's, it's basically that but with Toph is the little white girl and the black dudes are all her earthbending buddies I wish I'd remember that picture when I couldn't think of episode art to do for this one for episode 33 I did do a parody of that number eight the making of a queen by Dreska the little mermaid episode 37 our first entry from the Dixar series shows up on this list. Uh, there isn't much to this, but it's still pretty horrific. Ariel goes to see her father one night, and he just starts raping her in his sleep. Get this. He has three dicks. Merman has three dicks in this author's mind. Or maybe he just gets three dicks because he's triton. Like, he just came out of the womb or the egg or whatever the fuck. I guess it would have been womb here. And his parents were like, yo, if he has three dicks, what if we put the prefix try in front of his name? So they fuck. And of course, she gets into it partway through because that's how fix like this be. And she gets pregnant, like, right away. Like, she big right away. That's what I'm saying. It's super weird. And I include this here because it has a variant on the worst phrase in the English language in it, which I'll reveal in the second place spot of this list because that also has a phrase in it. Uh, this was just a bad fic. It was mercifully short, but other than that, I really have nothing nice to say about it. 
7 breeder by blue underscore valkyrie 02 pokemon episode 17 i struggled with whether to put this on the best worst list or the worst list but here it is on the worst list it had some funny moments but mostly was logical bizarre and just kind of sad in a way and i say sad because you can tell it was written by a man who's never gonna get any pussy i mean he thinks that claris is what gets penetrated so like oh so the premise of this fic is that in the pokemon universe once women turn 18 they go off to breeding facilities to meet with pokemon this is a hot mess of six different one shots chock full of sexism and fetishism and some of the kinks i cannot even begin to put labels on seriously this shit's so weird and out there when i did this episode i'd only played pokemon games from gen 4 but since then i've played pokemon white and let me just say that despite my love for fire types this fic is the reason they chose oshawa not tepic as my starter unfortunately when you choose oshawa in the game that means that bianca chooses tepic which means that the events of this fic may have happened behind the scenes you know what? i'm just gonna say it bianca loves her Enbor so much she loves fucking it so much that even though she's unaware of the apparently ubiquitous state-run pokemon breeding programs it takes hilda getting boned by a cockleder for her to realize that she can fulfill her dream of having Embor's piglets and that, my friends, is only one of the six independent chapters contained within this mess. And this is not the last time episode 17 is going to make an appearance on this list, but oh boy, this, this fic was just straight up insane. Number six, An Alpha's Duty by Anonymous Avatar, episode 18. As you may know, I have a series called Fun for the Whole Family about the Fire Nation Royals all screwing each other. Believe me, it's going to be all over these lists, but uh, even though this is also about Fire Nation incest, it is long and insane enough to get its own episode. So even though I've done five Fun for the Whole Family episodes, at this point I've yet to encounter a fic where Zuko gets Azula pregnant, unless you count the crack fic about their mutant child named Hemophilia, but what I have seen and what occurs here is one where, yes, uh, Azula gets Zuko pregnant because that's how biology works in the Omegaverse. And Omegaverse, if you don't know, is a subgenre of Empreg with a strict hierarchy of dominance or alphas, they call them, and submissives, Omegas, and they can get pregnant. And your biological sex means absolutely jack shit. Which, you know, that sounds nice in a way, but also, like, it makes no sense. And that's what pisses me off about it. But is that all there is to this fic? No. It's not. It's not a simple Zeus-cest pairing featuring incest babies. You're dead fucking wrong if you think that's what it's about. Because really what this fic is, is an Iroh Zuko fic, and I mean that as a romantic sexual pairing. <sighs> so, you know, once Zuko gets pregnant after he's been raped by his sister, weird sentence to say, but that's what happens here. Uh, he needs an alpha to fill in so that the kids and their twins, we don't get to meet them, but he does actually birth them at some point before the epilogue, aren't born out of wedlock or whatever their equivalent is in the Omegaverse. So Iroh decides to step in as his alpha. There are three Iroh Zuko sex scenes in this fic, and I was not strong enough to do anything more than skim them. I wonder if that's changed and I could manage to read them because episode 18 was kind of a while back, but still, that's not the type of relationship they have. I really didn't like this. It made me super uncomfortable. Sabaking of incest pregnancy. And by the way, that's how I'm going to start the next lecture on the list too. Number five. The Meaning of Existence by Passionworks, Avatar, Episode 26. 
Wood at the Bar is the top 10 worst fanfiction list. It wouldn't really be complete without Passionworks, and we're getting a little bit political, so please forgive me. This fic may not have made the list if this author was not such a shitty person. If you get the chance, read her profile, but I'll sum it up anyway. Passionworks is an ultra-conservative, homophobic bigot who apparently thinks that it's okay to write about Ozzy raping his daughter and getting her pregnant, but oh, and she hasn't explicitly stated this, but I use my powers of reasoning to come to this conclusion. But if you were to write Ozzy Zuko, which, don't get me wrong, still disgusting, no, that's terrible subject matter, not because it's pedophilia, incest, and overall a wildly abusive, manipulative, and unhealthy relationship, but no, that's fucked up because it's gay. Anyhow, this fic is about how Azula is evil and a murderer because she thought about aborting her incest rape baby. And she didn't even abort it. She thought about it. And when she miscarries, she's all like, oh, I feel so guilty for not bringing this horrifically unfortunate child that I cannot care for because I am still under the control of my rapist and abuser. And I am still a child myself, a mentally unstable one at that, and in no position to have another human being completely dependent on me as an infant would be. I feel guilty and I am no better than a murderer for not bringing my father's rape baby into the world under these circumstances. I'm not even going to talk about how out of character this is, not in depth anyways. Like, do you really think that Azula feels remorse for things? I don't. She's a badass motherfucker. Don't reduce her to this. And seriously, if you're going to make a pro-life case, like, pretty much any other situation would have made for a more convincing argument. Like, fuck this bitch. Fuck Passionworks. I don't like her as a person. She's only one of two people on the show who have this dishonor. And we'll talk about the other one later. Trust me. Number four, Incest is Best by Traitor of All Traitors, The Little Mermaid, episode 47. Speaking of incest pregnancy, see, I told you there were going to be like three of these. Don't worry, this is the last one, though. There, there will still be breeding and incest on the rest of this list, but not at the same time. So at least we got that going. Oh, it's just some fun for the whole family, truly. Because here, Eric impregnates both Ariel and Melanie, their already existing daughter. And I feel like I could just leave it at that. But can I just say, I'm glad their newborn children didn't also get fucked. Me being impressed that babies are not getting raped will be, appear on the top pick for this list also. If you want to know how the bar is that's where it's at that is the lowest the bar has ever been and hopefully will ever be yeah this chick also has a pretty nice breakdown of logic including this scene where eric fucks both of them while they give birth my god what is wrong with people of course some other shit going down also involves arbitrary outdoor sex lactation galore and melody having triplets because maximum fetish number three the first family of the fire nation by trace domino episode six and royally screwed by kayato episode 14 both avatar fix obviously these two fics don't actually have similar origins, but I've grouped them together because they have very similar premises. They are both Fire Nation threesomes, and oh my god. The first one is a post-war fic in which Azula, instead of going to the asylum, gets to learn her lesson by sucking lots of dick. And that's just the first half of this monstrosity. Because then mom comes home and Zuko's like, yo, come chill with us, Azula. And they have an orgy. Being something I covered early in the show's history took me three tries to read all the way through this thing. I still don't remember the actual sex scenes very well because I just wanted to take notes and get the fuck out of there. And I never have to read that thing again, so I'm not looking back. But I'm pretty sure there's a part where Ursa gets spit-roasted and another where Azula and Ursa snowball Azuko's cream, as they call it. 
I am so sorry I had to say those words, but that's just how it be sometimes. And the second fic here, I almost put on the best worst list, but it really is like a counterpart to Drace Domino's fic, and I don't believe that they should be separated. It's also a post-war fic, but this is uh, Fire Nation wins AU. Jose uh, decides to reward himself by screwing his kids because he is the worst. He starts off with Zuko. Zuko's fucking terrified, by the way, and he has no idea what is happening. And they blow each other, and there's this one really sexy line about Ozai's hair, but that's like all the good things I can say here. And the first section ends with him fucking Zuko up the ass with this apparent 10 inch monster cock with no lobe. And they say that this is almost as painful as when Zuko got a scar, and he ends up getting weirdly into it by the end. Uh, and headcanon that this boy has a humiliation kink that only his daddy can fulfill? Uh, I don't know. And I almost put this on the best worst list because of something that happens during this part. As he shoots fire out of his mouth when he orgasms, which I loved. That is the closest I am gonna get to anyone else writing about penis firebending. Then Zool comes in, much less terrified and much more into it. He has sex with her while Zuko jerks off from the corner. And then they double team her. Like, the whole point of this was to punish Azula for being such a conceited bitch. And then there's, like, this almost wholesome ending where Ozai and Zuko kind of, like, make up about everything. Episode 14 was really just a blast for me. It's gonna keep showing up on these lists. This fic is the reason I had to make fun for the whole family into a series. It was supposed to be just one episode, but when I found out that there was another threesome, I knew I had to cover it. Number two, Where We Stand by Anne with the Moon, Avatar, episodes 11 and 12. This fic has a really special place in my heart, and in my therapy sessions. This is the longest thing I've covered on the show. It needed two episodes, and those two episodes are the longest on the show's history, each on their own. It's really a fic that just descends so far into insanity. And I want to review the last two chapters for this one-year anniversary episode instead of doing these lists, but there's really just too much context to get through, and you'd really probably need to listen to those two episodes to understand everything, which is not something I would recommend to anyone. I have a theory that if you listen to episode 12 all the way through, you just die. Like, I can't see all of the ways on all the platforms that people interact with the show, but to my knowledge, no one has ever gotten all the way through the three and a half hour behemoth that is 11 and 12. So what happens in this fic that makes it so fucking insane? Well, Katara gets kidnapped to start things off. Bet you didn't see that coming. Uh, upon Azula bringing her to the palace and presenting her to the Fire Lord, Ozai's like, you know what? I think I'd like to marry her. And then Katara agrees because he threatens to kill everyone she loves if she doesn't comply. Clearly we're off to a great start already. Romance is in the air. The wedding night comes and he rapes her because he's a steaming sack of shit and the author said about the scene don't worry it's not gonna be some vicious rape scene maybe it wasn't particularly vicious but it was unambiguously obviously rape she doesn't want to fuck him she says no she begs him to leave her alone and he fucks her anyways because he's human garbage later she finds out that the white lotus arranged the marriage so she could take down fire nation from the inside and their plan rather than yeah i don't know good old-fashioned assassination is more along the lines of using the power of love to save his soul or some shit like that so that really consists of her uh, seducing him and then turning on him and then she's like how can i make someone love me and then betray them uh maybe because he's a crusty shit dildo and you need to save the world but gradually even though he continues to treat her like garbage they start to fall for each other for reasons completely beyond me which is really why i'm so obsessed with this fake it, it really is the most important 
important thing I've covered on the show, honestly. There are logical courses of action providing the situations given, but the characters, they're just like, fuck logic. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. It, things happen out of nowhere that mean nothing. It, it just went wild. It's so fucking wild. And furthermore, since Zuko's a traitor and Azula's mentally unstable, use your brains, y'all. There's a solution to their no-suitable heir to the throne problem now that he's remarried, and if that scares you, well, it ain't about to get any better. So they start having vigorous sex. He's still being a scummy dongbag. He's so possessive, and this is his actual words they use in the fic. He wants her to admit that he owns her. That he owns her. I'm not kidding. They go to the South Pole where he treats her entire race like subhumans and he pretty much coerces her into having children with him there. I said it, they have babies. Probably the thing about this fic that just totally blows my mind more than anything else is that fully aware of what a fucking terrible father he is and how his other kids turned out, she agrees to breed with him and I, I, she, like, she actually wants to have kids with him and I cannot follow logic. Probably because there isn't any and I'm very suspicious that this author thinks that Ozai did nothing wrong. Guys, we love Ozai on the show. He's magnificent father for setting the bar low. He's our fucking mascot. But also, we hate him because he's a nasty fuckstruck who cannot be more obviously irredeemably evil. Literally, he has no redeeming qualities in all of canon unless you count his hot bod and his gorgeous hair. How completely ignorant do you have to be to think that he would make a genuinely good love interest for anybody? Not to mention that the author made him worse than he was in canon by, by having him being a sexual predator and a rapist. It just blows my goddamn mind. I've tried time and time again to figure out what this author was, in fact, thinking. It's not a rhetorical question. Uh, I just can't. I'm getting closer with every analysis I do, but there will always be something missing that I will never understand unless I actually was able to get inside her head, and maybe not even that. And it's also where my... Ugh, my least favorite combination of, of words in English language originates. I can't say it's because it's too cursed, but it's set in reference to him getting her pregnant. Swollen with his S word. I fuck. Ugh, I would just, if I could just get my that erased from my mind forever, I would. I would pay good money to do that. I'm sorry for putting it in your head, but uh, this show's all about sharing my pain. Uh, but as if to make up for that during the South Pole arc, Hakoda just punches him in the face, which was definitely the best part of this fic for me. Bless your beautiful heart and soul, Hakoda. A lot of weird shit happens while she's pregnant. They're back at the palace now, and Hama, yes, the bloodbender comes in. She's de-aged, and it's revealed that she raised Ozai as a child because he was so cursed that they didn't want him to live in the palace and she was also married to his uncle or something uh, so she, basically she's his mom but her only goal in this fic is to get his dick again I did not understand why this is here because her holding is that she just really fucking hates the fire nation but okay there's also this thing with the siren which is a rare being merged with the soul of some waterbenders and it just seduces bitches Katara has one she, it takes over her body sometimes and Hama has one too and mostly they just they live to get Ozai's dick <laughs> someone please make a compilation of all the times I've said Ozai's dick or a variation of such on the show that's really the essence of this podcast I think if you could sum it up with two words it would be fanfiction and porn but second choice would definitely be Ozai's dick. That's what this podcast is actually about. Speaking of Ozai's dick, well, maybe not his dick, but uh, just him, but he is a dick, so uh, he also has a cool power that Hama awakens by making out with him or something. What is he? He's a phoenix, of course. Pretty much what it sounds like, he can't die, which is a fucking tragedy in my eyes. His power is actually kind of fucking metal and badass, but still, I want him just to just 
die. That would be so great. Katara also supposedly has a moral crisis about choosing a side, hence the title of this fake where we stand. She has qualms, but she eventually chooses Fire Nation instead of being loyal to her friends and family. The thing about this is that she and Ozai are obviously the bad guys, but I'm also pretty sure that the author wants us to root for them to stay together and maybe even win the war, which blows my mind. Eventually, she shoves them babies out. She has twins because double the children, double the abuse. Uh, there's a firebending boy named ZR and a waterbending girl named after Katara's dead mother. And this is just bad news because both parents are obviously going to play favorites and we already saw how that went in canon. Katara, your daughter's going to get her face burned off leave now. And I think I have to, oh my god, I have, oh the breast milk scene killed me in so many ways. I have to mention that out of obligation because it's the single most surreal thing I've written in my life. Like, the fucking Vaporwave song, like, Lisa Frank 420 whatever it is by Macintosh Plus. You know the one. That just starts playing on my head whenever I think about this scene. Like, like, that just starts going in my head. So he, like, tries to suck on her tits because foreplay, but she bats him away. Like, no, that's for the babies. And my soul left my body. I just got yeeted into the greater universe. But anyway, things between them getting tense again, uh, which culminates in a fucking any kind because that's a healthy relationship we should all ship. Uh, however, they get stopped by some rebels and Jed is there for some reason. And Katara is like, I mean, I was about to kill my husband for freedom and custody of the children, but I'm suddenly in love with him again and we have no problems in our marriage. Uh, and she gets in prison for war crimes along with Ozaiak. And she also like tries to assassinate Zeus because oh my god Zuko's the dumbest bitch alive and has wanted to fuck her since from before the beginning of this fic and would like to kiss her and fuck her pussy even though his dad's dick already went in both those places so she's a traitor and tainted oh this also definitely has a pregnancy fetish by the way because she is pregnant again even though she miscarries but oh my god uh, just ends my life. And this, that's where this fic left off for a long time. It was a fucking trip. The author actually did finish it recently, and the ending is even more insane than I could have hoped. A total breakdown of logic. There's no reason for anything that happens to happen. Apparently, there's gonna be a second part, too, because, you know, if you had this much trouble finishing the first part, then just write a second. Sure, seriously, if she goes through with this, I will enter a coma. Even though this is my second pick, it probably left the biggest impact just by confusing the hell out of me. So, let's get to number one, the Worst fanfic I've ever read in my goddamn life. Little White Stories by Secret Sorcerer Pokemon Episode 17. Our number one selection for the worst fanfic I've ever read is occupied by the only piece of writing I've encountered for this show that has completely crossed the line. It was difficult between this and where we stand just because Anna's work so thoroughly fucked my mind. But I don't think she's a bad person. Uh, the other people on this list, I may not think favorably of them, but I certainly wouldn't tell them to go fuck themselves except for passion works because fuck passion this guy can just drop dead honestly I'm ready to kill man over fanfiction yeah because this guy is a blatant and unapologetic pedophile this fic is about four-year-olds getting raped by Pokemon could you approach a topic with this with taste no I don't even think you could do that. You can approach the topic of pedophilia and art with tastes. You can do it with rape. Maybe you can even do it with bestiality. But no, this is just, this is just the most repugnant thing I've ever read. It's just pure porn about children getting raped by wild animals with footlong cocks. It's disgusting. And I really have nothing else, else to say about it. This man really needs to just go to fucking jail before he harms any kids. If he hasn't done that already. And I was going to report him online. But the government's like, no, uh, well, child porn only means images. Fuck you. Like, if Secret Sorcerer lives or works anywhere near kids, can this shit? At least get him fired or evicted like fuck this guy honestly 
he should just fucking drop dead. All right, top 10 best. Let's get out of our little red of negativity. Let's cleanse ourselves a little bit and let's talk about the good stuff. Here's the stuff that I unironically enjoyed. Honorable mentions of Master Cat Snuggles by SW Mahdi, Star Wars prequels and Clone Wars episode 44. This is just like a wholesome Obi-Wan Anakin fic with a sad ending and it revolves around a stuffed animal like a kitty cat. It's wholesome as fuck. By the light of the moon, a story of redemption by X Ashes, X Ashes, X Avatar episode 38. It's possible to pair an Odalite with a teenage girl without it being wildly creepy. I just learned that when I read this fic, but that's because this girl doesn't have a physical body because she's the fucking moon. Yes, yeah, this is Odalite at UA. Uh, it's weird, but it explores his relationship with himself after he goes to prison and realizes that he was such an asshole. And then he kind of tries to fix some shit up with UA's help. Kind of heartwarming. Also, somehow manages to not be creepy. And I don't think he even knew that she was a teenager anyway. Plus, she's, you know, kind of eternal now, so I don't know. Meltwater by Attackfish, Avatar. Episode 48, Kaya Ursafik. Need I say more? Lesbian moms. Never thought I'd see it from this fandom, but they delivered. It's pretty well written, too. Uh, it talks about Ursa's backstory, and there's like some cool symbolism and shit. I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Let's get to the list itself. 10 switched by OOO Dreamwriter Girl OOO Avatar episode 28. This fic is not really the best written thing ever, but it's a fun read. It was a fun episode to do. It's just body swap AU, and you know, as I switch bodies, comedy hijinks ensue as Ozai tries to take over the world as pre pubescent god and Aang desperately tries to convince Zuko from prison that he's not his real dad. It was also really fun, not to mention refreshing for me to see Ozai actively trying to avoid anything remotely romantic or sexual with Katara. He's such a great character for comedy when you ain't writing about him going around raping people because stereotypical villains are good ass comedy. Number nine, P and Bills by Ten Rousey Croy, Avatar episode six. Yeah, there's an incest fic on my top 10 best list. This fic is what all incest fics wish they could be. Like, I didn't enjoy reading this in a typical sense, but it was very well done. First off, it wasn't like all about incest, and it wasn't particularly graphic. This isn't Ozai Zuko fic, and it's just about their fucked up relationship and the nature of abuse on a more general level. The incest doesn't even come in until towards the end. It really just accomplishes what it's supposed to. It reveals stuff about them and how they interact. It even has symbols. Do you know how rare that is in fic? And like, goddamn, there are just some heavy hitting lines in here. Part of me died when it said that Zuko felt happy that the one thing he had on Azula was that dad liked to rape him more. And he said it more eloquently like that, but goddamn, that was the gist of it. And it was fucking depressing. This fic also kind of reveals to me the art of using vulgarity sparingly. The way the author describes them having sex is really euphemistic, but then there's this one line. It says something like, if only his father's soldiers could see their king now, moaning obscenely cock buried to the hilt in his son's ass. And it may not sound that heavy because I curse so much, but in story, another part of me just fucking died when I read that line. I was just like, oof, oh, my soul. It's a really well-written fic. It's very uncomfortable to read, but it was good. Number eight, The Room, a novelization by Gazing Abyss, The Room, episode 45. Someone wrote a novelization of Tommy Wiseau's The Room, if you couldn't tell by the title, and they did a pretty damn good job. They stayed true to the original, adapting it faithfully to a written format, but there are some places where they took liberties, which for the most part worked out well for them. They tried to fill in some gaps, such as with the Chris R scene, when they explained how Denny got tangled up in all that shit to begin with. And they gave Kristar a larger purpose in the plot by introducing how Lisa's a drug lord and she kills him because he got the cops interested in where she lives. And there's this whole thing where Mark is a cop and how he's in love with Lisa who runs a cocaine ring and how Johnny might have killed someone and that's why Mark is investigating his place. Also, Peter was an alien the whole time. That was my favorite part of this. Another thing I loved about it was just 
the medium they chose let us actually get inside the characters' heads via narration. It was revealing. Uh, there was plenty of a beautiful, just snarky, witty commentary about what a terrible movie this was. Unfortunately, a lot of the new plot lines never got wrapped up, and this could really do with a sequel, which I would read shit out of, even though it will probably never come to fruition. Still, I really did like this fic. It was full of plot twists. It was funny, all while staying pretty true to the original. Number seven, The Chamber of Secrets and Half the Adults Are Idiots by Dest98, Harry Potter, episode 37. This is a Harry Potter fix-it fic that smooths out much of the irresponsible dumbassery that the adults get up to. Snape realizes that he should stop being a fucking asshole to a literal child because the kid's mom friendzoned him in favor of his bully. Snape is a fucking incel, but not here. As for the Dursleys, the wizards are like, oh, hey, maybe we should stop sending Harry to live with his abusive relatives every summer. And they never come back to the story. McGonagall, I love what they did with her character. She's basically Harry's mom now. She's like a, she's a badass motherfucker too. Like instead of having fucking 12 year olds fight the basilisk, she slays the fuck out of that thing with grace and dexterity. Draco's character also gets a makeover. At the beginning of the fic, Harry realizes that Lucius is a really shitty parent and hauls Draco's ass the fuck out of there and they become friends. Perhaps lovers in later books, but I haven't read those even though I really should because I like this fic a lot. And yes, there's actual gay representation in here. It was refreshing. This fic is just really refreshing and it's way less frustrating than canon. 6. Ariel and Ursula Tentacular by Willendorfer, The Little Mermaid, episode 47. This is the ideal Wetchikisoticus experience because it has a lesbian anarcho-communist uprising in it. Like, minus the tentacle stuff, this is like what I want in life. I love that there's a fic where these two get together like in a sex way and also in an assemble an army way and overthrow King Triton. Like, I also want to lead a lesbian army and overthrow a dictator. This fic is life goals. I loved it. 5. Zrek by the Shockaholic Avatar and Shrek. Episode 21. Someone rewrote the plot of Shrek with Avatar characters. Aang is Donkey, Zuko is Shrek, Atara is Fiona, Ozai is Farquaad, just to name a few. And there are some things that just line up ridiculously well. Like Jet being douchey Robin Hood, Alpha being the dragon. He, you know, you don't fuck though, but they're just buds. Zuko being afraid to take off his helmet after rescuing Katara from the castle because he doesn't want to reveal a scar that brands him as an exile, you know, rather than revealing himself as an ogre, and changing the whole do you know the Muffin Man thing to do you know the Cabbage Guy? There are just some things in here that were so perfect. Sally's fic was never finished. It would have been hard to do because there are a lot of things to light up, and it only gets harder as time goes on, especially because of all the family relationships. Like, they had to just pretend that Ozai and Zuko weren't related because, you know, Shrek ain't Farquaad's kid. Still, I thought a lot of this was clever, and as a meme-loving Fuck, I really appreciated it and needed more Smash Mouth though. Four, The Mood is My Mistress by Aloof and Androgynous Avatar, episode 33. This author already appeared on my worst list, but this fic, this fic warmed my day a little hard and made me ship Katara and UA. Consider this. UA as moon, Katara as the ocean. They're lesbians. I love that concept. Fuck that fucking moon and sun Zutara bullshit. Sokka and UA, eh. I'm like as indifferent as can be to that ship. This is where it's fucking at. Stick is definitely porn, but it's also very fluffy at points. Like, Yue takes a temporary physical form just to seduce her, and I love the ending, too, where she drags her into the ocean, not really killing her, but she makes her the ocean spirit so they can be together forever, which is so fucking gay. Three, Warming Up to Snow by Zutara Kid 50, aka Indigo Rose 50, Avatar Episode 19. 
Lipstick also warmed my gay little heart, but at the same time, I hated it a little bit because it cursed me with a really garbage fucking, just a rare pair. This fic taught me that it's possible to make an Ozai pairing somehow really wholesome, and could I even say cute? Yes, I will say that. Ozai Hakoda is seriously such an overlooked pairing. Any possible relationship between them is overlooked too, not just shipping bullshit. I mean, they're like counterparts to each other, yet I see so little fic exploring what their interactions could be like. Like, they've got a lot in common, but a few fundamental differences that sit them against each other and no one thought that it was worth it to write a fix center around them and a possible dynamic they'd have. I'm also surprised that there's virtually no porn in them either because I like they're both dilfs. Let's be real. I think the internet would pull through for me on that regard, but no, it didn't. So if you know any fix to them, like I'm honestly kind of desperate for any content of those two, pairing or not. While it may be interesting to explore, they'd be bad shit because, you know, Ozai's like such a piece of shit. Akoto deserves so much better. But anyway, warming up to snow not only warm snow, it warms my fucking heart. This set post-war they're kind of trying to rehabilitate Ozai and he's got to be watched so he stays out of trouble and one of the people who watches him is Akoda. They're in Boston say it's snowing out and Akoda's just like oh how peaceful it reminds me of home but Ozai's there he's also just he's just being a little bitch because he's so cold and so I don't know what it was about this stupid romance trope and these two dads that made me ship this of all things but Hakoda's just like here's my jacket so you won't be cold anymore and I was just like oh my god this is for me. I'm cursed with this stupid ass rare pair now. Anyway, yeah, this fic is gay as fuck and ridiculously wholesome. Fuck this shit. Number two, Electrify by Please Call Me Cordelia, Avatar episode 22. This one is much less wholesome than the last one because, you know, I was like, quits accidentally flirting with adults his own age and he goes back to preying on teenage girls. But it doesn't rate them. Not here. I want to say that's why this is on my best list, but that's really why this isn't on my worst list instead. This is another it was like a Tara one. It's actually quite well written and not rapey and they do not breed. Does it have his shortcomings? Yes, it has plenty, but their relationship is handled really well. This fic has something to say, it has depth. It actually explores Ozai's character to fill in all the gaps that the show left when they decided that he was gonna be a one-dimensional villain. He's able to manipulate and essentially brainwash the fuck out of Katara, but he ends up caring about her in the end, so it raises the question of where nature ends and nurture begins, which is a quote from this author's other fic. Like, how fucked up is he really? Is he utterly beyond redemption. The answer, by the way, is yes, judging by how the fic ends, but we get to see him as a real person with, like, feelings and shit. They really develop and study his character, not to mention the agonizing slow burn. I hate this pair, and you all know that, but somehow this hadn't any rooting for them to just fucking kiss already. There's seriously so much sexual tension in this. It was ridiculous. The writing itself is pretty damn good, too. This author can work that goddamn English language. I really liked her aesthetic descriptions of nature and such. It was a good read, honestly. I feel no shame in admitting that. Number one, Song the Hedgehog, Defender of America by America vs. Warlord. Mega crossover starring Song the Hedgehog, real life political and historical figures, NBA, Space Jam, much, much more. Episode 23. This fic has the humor of a best worst pick, but I couldn't put it there because there's really so little in it that I found bad. This fic is such an inspiration to me. Every word is art. This is really different from everything else on the list. Sonic the Hedgehog fights Nazis and communists with his biker brethren in fucking planet-destroying battles and shit. Everything happens on such an 
epic scale and what really brings this fic above and beyond is the writing itself is actually really good despite how fucking ridiculous everything is like it's just so over the top it's just like everything else in the fic but that's the point this guy has this genre listed as poetry and i agree wholeheartedly he writes like no other when i cover this fic it's the only time i told people to just read the damn thing instead of listening to the episode because this is something you need to experience firsthand and i can't make it better by talking about it this fic's kind of like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy but with gratuitous violence and tons of references to various fandoms and real life stuff and fucking patriotism like america's really shitty in a lot of ways but when i read this fic i'm like ready to tame some bald eagles and renounce socialism and invade some random country for its oil like fucking america really i took so much inspiration from this fic when i wrote my magnum opus all hell that fic wouldn't exist without defender of america and writing that one was the most fun i've ever had writing anything i love how this was written and executed i love the lore the thought he puts into it the insane scale just the random characters who show up it's just such a fucking fun read honestly really creative too confusing at times but really great god bless america so with that being said let's move on to the top 20 best worst fan fictions which is the type of shit that is really the heart and soul of the bar is low and i know i say that most of the fanfic i cover on the show is bad but it's really in between i had a hard time putting all these on here because they are rather disparate some of them swing closer to the top 10 worst list and some of them are closer to the best but nonetheless this is a list for fix that made me laugh no matter how disgusting or tame they are honorable mentions forbidden desires by dicker 23 avatar episode 3 this is a collection of kind of rare pair one shots as well just has some killer lines in here fuck me like a man not a little boy and then there's one where she's paired with Hakoda he says I want it to be more like a father figure to you and she's just like I'd much rather have you be my daddy and then um this one's really paraphrased so you can get context hey Suki I bet your fingers are a better boyfriend than Sokka why don't you fuck me instead also is responsible for introducing me to Hakoda Ozai's pairing. I saw them listed and I was just like, huh, interesting. I clicked on it and I found Warming Up to Snow. Another honorable mention, Double Milf Lionesses by Pyrus365, Lion King, episode 39. This is just here because it has the best title. Another honorable mention, How to Fuck Your Viking by Scary Underscore Shorts, How to Train Your Dragon, episode 41. Notable for the usage of the phrase, spraying her juices into the night. <laughs> All right, the actual list. 20, Forgiving the Wicked by Adam of the Moon, Avatar, episode one. I already talked about Adam in my worst list, but I feel like her first fic belongs on this list instead. It's much less disturbing than where we stand, because those was way less creepy and evil. Who which is not, because he still fucks a teenage girl. Yeah, he does, but relatively speaking, this isn't nearly as bad. He's much less coercive and rapey. Hell, when they have sex the first time, he clearly cares a lot about her comfort. Uh, the real reason this is on here is because it contains my favorite singular scene from any fanfic in which Zuko happens to walk in on his head vigorously screwing his angsty unrequited love interest Katara. The awkwardness that ensues is so painful, but it's so fucking funny. And honestly, I'm just gonna spare you the rest of episode one and I'm just gonna read this quote because it's hiking my favorite thing. Zuko finally reached his uncle's quarters. As he walked down the hall leading to his father's room, he heard what sounded like muffled crying. He instantly thought of Katara. Was the meeting really that bad? Was it too much shit he should have prepared her for from the harsh cruelty of politics? Feelings were always put on the back burner. The young lord came to his father's bedroom door and began to open it. If only he hadn't. If only he had gone with Dakota to see his mother. If only he came just a moment early when her cries sounded less like cries and more like moans. If only he had done one of those things. He'd be spared this and in 
image that would haunt him for life foolishly Ziegler walked in on his father and friend in the act as much as he wanted to run he couldn't get his legs to move or his eyes to pull away Katara was completely naked and behind her was his equally naked father ramming into her the young firebender just stood there in a mixture of horror shook and slight arousal made him from seeing the girl's position and how her face and expression he'd kill to make her have himself shit he need to leave awkward boner alert but before he could Zuko noticed his father turn the girl over on her back and lean his head down to capture one of her breasts in his mouth Katara moaned and wrapped her legs around him placing her hands into his hair this made Zuko's eyebrow twitch uneasily he had never seen Katara in an erotic way ever though he edited his fantasies he had never actually saw her physically like she was now well of course since they were only friends but still he never would have pictured she would look like this see something you like boy his father's voice burrowed into his ears Katara sat up immediately and pulled the covers over her Zuko she screeched as he stepped away from her giving no care for his full nudity and crossed his arms over his chest you really should learn to knock Zuko's arousal was out the window thanks to his dad being as per usual an asshole and flashing him sorry I let her heard crying and I was coming to check of Katara putting a hand over his eyes to block the part of his father he never wanted to see again for as long as he lives the watermender hopped off the bed with the sheets and darted out of the room both men watched her leave and then heard what sounded like her emptying her stomach as like burst out into laughter as Zuko seemed to cringe the older of the two men walked over to where his pants were tossed onto the floor and started putting them on as he continued laughing you've gone and made the girl sick Zuko was amused the young lord tried as best he could not to flee himself and go jump off the balcony but his father was making things worse I hope you enjoyed the show son it's the last you'll get oh god I love that part honestly it almost made reading that whole thing worth it just so awkward on so many levels 19 out of control by monkey's uncle avatar episode 46 a bitchy teenager it was like it's like 10 out of 10 weirdly enough this is it was like i wrote incest one with them and i don't want to say as kids but really uh, as young men even though it was like very much a spoiled little shit he hates his parents and either was such a bitch fit when Iroh says that he got a girlfriend. Six is also such a big mood when like Iroh's talking about what's implied to be their sexual escapades like gee I really slept on my neck wrong I'm so sore and he's at the dinner table with their family and I was just trying not to choke and die. That part's really beautiful to me in a way. 18 whoever said the re was a crowd by Sin Dragon at the Lion King episode 39 this figure is just about some random guy the author's self insert really having sex with two lionesses just out in the pot Islands. who is he where did he come from how can he speak to and seduce lions who fucking knows this fic is a poorly written mess of nasty language and nonsensical porn logic oh my god there's just so many bodily fluids i'm pretty sure they compare one of the lionesses coming to a fountain her juice is shooting out like a fountain just who is this man who is this man the lion whisperer number 17 power stroke stories by mcqueen fan 95 cars episode 29 to date, there has never been another fic that has fucked my mind so hard that it induced an intermission during the show. I don't do intermissions, but I did in episode 29. This is a point about the Cars from Cars uh, series of unrelated one-shots, but this guy basically transferred human biology and anatomy onto Cars, leaving me to scream and tear my hair out over the thought that Cars can get periods and circumcisions. It was so unnecessary, the way they introduced circumcision, that it just pushed me over the edge, and ultimately that's why this fic is here. I'd so 
many questions about car anatomy and it's uh, it's just full of porn logic bad intros on a safe sex psa which i love that part honestly but what the fuck 16 daddies promised my princess underscore claire underscore Faye and somewhere underscore in underscore time avatar episode 26 this isn't is this one of course not particularly graphic not particularly original either but it's here for one reason once i starts trying to fuck azula she's just like a father what the fuck he corrects her and he says daddy you will call me daddy now since first covering this i have gotten used to hearing daddy thrown around a lot and it's just porn and it's not as funny as it once was but this still gets me it's the best possible way to introduce that you are the worst so it's like oh my god you're the worst person to exist number 15 boo x randall friday night by cheesy potato monsters inc episode 31 Boo and Randall have been friends since she was a little kid, first wandering into the Monsters, Inc. universe, and their relationship has since then taken a turn for the sexual. One day they start getting into it, plain old monster fucking, it has no place on this list. There's more to this, because this takes such a turn. They're fucking, and then suddenly Sully shows up, and Boo starts crying out that Randall is raping her. So what happens is that Sully, to protect Boo, straight up swallows Randall whole, and this turns into Vore. High key, I don't know I did not see that coming. So Randall just like gets dissolved in stomach acid over the period of a few days, I guess. They haven't described that in detail, but they get really into the initial description of going down an esophagus and all that shit. I just do not understand where what is sexy about being inside someone's literal stomach. Either way, this fic was like, fuck you when she gets thought because yeet and it left me in shock. 14, Why Can't You Love Me by British Spencer Avatar Episode 14. This is one of the most uncomfortable things I've read. Not one of the grossest, but it's just, oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's just written really badly. Some real alone should cue you into how fucking terrible this is. I'm gonna have to read it. Zuka was having second thoughts on his new happy life, and his slowly starting to fall for his no-for-good father. What will Zuko do when he finds out his dad wants his body too? Space question mark, double parentheses, sorry I suck at summaries capitalized with an apostrophe, and double parentheses, yes this is going to involve rape, capitalized angst, capitalized abuse, capitalized and incest, capitalized if you don't like it then don't read it, okay, all caps, pairing, Ozai X Zuko, sirs, Avatar, The Last Air, Space Spender. And really, what just pushed this over the edge for me was how the author used till days. They never even got to the present day sex, like there was some stuff in flashbacks, but they just had, as I say, so many wildly creepy things. Uh, this is a quote from his internal monologue. Damn women, Ursa, need to realize I wanted her gone after Zuko turned six? Turned six? It's weird I had this attraction toward my son, but I couldn't help it. Have you seen my son? He's fucking adorable with a hint of sexy. That little scar of his marks capitalized him as mine till day uh here's from his actual dialogue what might the fire lord want with a lonely prisoner like me till day perhaps my boy wanted something till day another one from his internal monologue he though his little boy was missing a touch a woman couldn't satisfy this is so uncomfortable i'm not sure if, if i laughed at it because of how badly it was written or if i was laughing out of fear i really don't know 
Number 13, you've got Mail by Satania Black Metal Bandom Mayhem. Episode 10. This is the first of my three picks from Bandom, which are all way more niche than Disney and Avatar, all that shit. But this one doesn't require much background. All you've got to know is that this dude with a cool black metal stage named Necrobutcher gets a computer one day in the mid-2000s, and he quickly realizes that the internet's for porn. He starts emailing his wife some dirty messages, but he accidentally clicks the wrong address and sends the emails instead to a bandmate. And his band member, cool black metal named Hellhammer, is pretty much just fucking with him. Because Necrobutcher sent him some like pretty innocuous, innocent enough vanilla stuff, but Hellhammer's like, oh, that's how it's gonna be, huh? Oh, boy, I'm gonna fuck you so hard, you'll be coughing up my cum for weeks, you gonna be my little bitch? Oh, lol. You don't know what lol means, though. It means that I'm just joking, I'm just fucking around with you. Necrobutcher is fucking horrified, but he finds himself jerking off to it anyways, and this thing is funny and sexual without being too intrusive. Misunderstandings, good shit, peak comedy. Number 12, I was Stimulating Erotic Comptastic Massage by A Real Bear. Avatar episode 15. This one is just really ridiculous, and there's a reason I narrated it instead of doing a summary when I covered it. There's a lot of things going on here, and the gist of it is that Zuko is just really sexually frustrated, and he sets off to fuck a bear because watching his uncle get a massage is turning him on for some reason, and he ends up running into the gang, and Katara fucks him with water whips. Azula shows up at some point, and she starts twerking because that's the secret to lightning bending, and they all die, but get revived by a mysterious erotic power or some shit like that. It's just, it's written very humorously. It's a good time. I don't think I can really just summarize it, and you'll get the full gist of it. You'd have to read it. Number 11, Becoming a Good Girl by Drace Domino, Avatar, episode 26. Azula and Ursa do some mother-daughter bonding because Ursa's been visiting this poor fucker in the asylum and trying to get her to be a good girl. As you may have already guessed by the title, her methods involve shit like using custom-made anal beads with the family insignia on them. Dear Jesus. One day Ursa brings another visitor with her and eats food of June. As if a simple threesome between all these lovely ladies was not enough. Ursa's like, you know what'll teach you responsibility? Oh, daughter of mine, having a kid, June's here to get you pregnant because fuck you, that's why. And this was just so fucking wild. You can always count Dre Stalino for some fucking wild shit. Even the quality may vary from the one they wrote that ended up on the worst list to something really hilarious like this. If you can't tell that the custom made anal beads thing ended my fucking life when I first read it. Oh my God. God, this fic was just crazy. Number 10, this doesn't count, right? By Silhouette of Scribe, Avatar episode 36. This is another instance one, but really, it doesn't have to do with why it's here. It just reminded me of why I love fanfic. And basically, the premise of this is that Katara and Aang are gonna get married, but Katara doesn't want to have just one sexual partner all her life. So she's like, what if I found a way to fuck maybe uh, Zuko without actually fucking him? And her solution is to bloodbend Zula into fucking him on her behalf. And the reason this is on the list is because while she's watching them fuck, she waterbends an icicle dildo for herself. And this is the line right here that is so beautiful. Silhouette described is currently the only incest shipper with a wench because thought like a seal of approval because of this fucking line. It was melting like her pussy was the gates of hell, but she wasn't gonna let thermodynamics ruin her orgasm. I just love this line so much. <laughs> like the gates of hell. Number nine, inanimate fixation by Pax Vobis, Metalocalypse, episode 32. 
This fic is simply better known in my heart as Pickles Fucks the Drum Machine. This fic stars Pickles the Drummer from Metal Apocalypse or Death Clock, if you want to go by the band name, sizing up his replacement and thinking that it would be really fun to desecrate such a beautiful machine. And Dildo Fusion is one of the genre settings on this thing, and the author didn't make this up. It literally has a setting called Dildo Fusion on the show. So some dildos come out, and then it wraps them in its big old robot arms. It's a fucking pickles, and it's worth noting that he's trans in this fic. He's pretty much using the thing as a vibrator, and what brings this above and beyond for me are the music references. There's a ton of heavy metal and rock, especially prog rock drummers that the machine simulates. I guess there are varying levels of quality when their beasts are used as vibrators. He's all like, I refuse to get fucked in common time. I will be fucked in a pile them by our lord and savior, Danny Carey, and then Gene Hoagland, the guy who plays my drum parts on the real death clock albums it's just a really hilarious fic with a creative purpose totally ridiculous but if you watch metal clips go read this goddamn fic right now number eight is it goes fruition by yowie smut master avatar episode six so in this fic it's just really desperate for daddy's day it's not much different from the other incest fics here except that it's not rape because zuko just really really wants it and the way it's written oh my god there's some fucking lines here that are just legendary in my mind i'm gonna read them he parts his ropes giving me a view of heaven the half covered acorn shaped hip I feel like a squirrel, my cheeks bulging to their limits, but I have never felt so roused from Ozai's dialogue. So gently now, they are big but delicate, treat them like porcelain, my son. You're so iconic. And then Zuko dies at the end, because Ozai's like, well, I'll fuck you in the next life, son. And then he really just does not give a shit, because he's died happy. Oh my god. Number seven, Sokka and Katara star in a bad fic by Abraxas. By Abraxas clippeth Avatar episode eight. I usually refer to this piece simply as the abortion fetish fic. Yes, abortion fetish. Is that even a thing? I mean, probably. Like, what isn't? This author, Abraxas, wrote this to outdo another abortion fetish fic, and he really, he did it. He outdid it. The reason this is on my best worst list and not just my worst list is because he wrote this, you know, on purpose to be really fucking disgusting. It's not supposed to really be erotic. Abraxas is meta. I appreciate that about him. And even though the title says that Sokka and Katara starring this bad fic, I would argue that Hakoda is more important. Like, this fic could honestly happen without Sokka. It would be just about as fucked up. But regardless, Katara is definitely the star of the show because she's the one getting the abortion. <laughs> Basically, can't let Ozai have all the fun diddling his kids. So Hakoda's like, yo, I want in on this. He and Katara fuck a lot. Eventually, she starts missing her period and she's like, oh fuck, the tribe really hasn't got enough resources for another person. Better get an abortion. There's this one scene where Hakoda and Guitar are screwing and Sokka's just jerking off to the sound of it in the other room. I fucking died. Oh my god. So how does the water tribe do abortions in this pre-modern era? Well, there's a root that she can eat to induce labor early. So grandma tells her all about that. By the way, she seems totally unperturbed that her son got his daughter, her granddaughter, pregnant because fuck you, that's why. So she takes Sokka and Katara to go find that route, and here's where things take next step up and crazy. So she starts giving birth. That fetus coming out apparently feels like a dick fucking her from the inside, and she realizes that she really likes how that feels, and they're gonna be doing this a lot. 
I'm just imagining how much this would piss off passion works and that's enough to make this onto the best worst list not the worst list even if Abraxas wasn't meta but as if that wasn't enough now the fetus is fully outside her body she's like oh we would have been a boy I'm gonna suck on that fetus erection and it comes off in her mouth and she ate it she literally is her dead fetus brother son's penis I have no words Number six, The Absurdity of a Coma by Harold Statujoni, folk metal bandam, Teresa Sinfintral, episode four. You don't really need to know who these people are to fully appreciate how fucking insane this is. First off, it's written really badly, and I think I'm just going to blame Google Translate for that, because that's how this reads. And that only really adds to its charm. It wouldn't be nearly as surreal if it was written well. So Matthias, who again, you don't really need to know who he is, gets in a car crash after a little fight with the guy who the author ships him with, Freth, who is his boyfriend of this fic he enters a coma and proceeds to have many fucking weird dreams including getting raped by a doctor who's actually himself going to prison for murder hearing Vress voice come from the water saying comforting things going to a nightclub to be courted by a stripper turns out to be Vreth trying to have sex with Vreth but Vreth turns into a monster trying to talk to Vreth but suddenly they get separated by a herd of Alaskan caribou even though they live in Finland I tried to analyze this I really did the conclusion I came to was that it's about the power of love and altered fragmented reality or some shit like that on top of that there's some lines that are so fucking ridiculous really demonstrate this author should have just stuck to their native language his ass was strummed with a nightstick they sipped their cigarettes he moaned loudly but softly this is a well-fucked hole dangling natural look big breasts it was big and dangled like it was a natural big breast her dangled breast real breast that dangled natural look big breasts his lips kissed Matthias. Every inch of their skin had longing the touches for a long time. With his soft, manly beard, he dared to put his thick dick inside his boyfriend's asshole. This fix is just really weird. The bad English makes it so much better. Oh my god. Number five, Zuzu's New Changes by Nidoran Duran, Avatar episode 14. If you're noticing a trend, it's that everything on this list is completely insane, and this is no exception. Oh boy, the premise alone is fucking batshit. Zuzu's sibling rivalry, blah blah blah. There's no incest in this, even though I thought there would be, hence why it's on a fun for the whole family episode. But after reading this, I couldn't not cover it, because was like, oh fuck this Hozuka. What if I just threw a vial of magic onto him, and it would turn him into a really slutty lady? And and then I offered him up with all the palace guards as a breeding bitch. And that's exactly what she does. It takes Zuko a whole chapter of being fucked by random nameless guards to succumb to nymphomania and accept his fate as a cock-hungry whore. The language of this, oh my god, a couple of phrases. Gooey virile spunk, refer to come, worship those hefty nuts, and puffy virgin mound, refer to a pussy. Is that it? No. And this is another thing I've noticed about the craziest fic. It just reaches a level crazy. It just keeps going. And this one also keeps going. It's seven months ahead. And Zuzu, that's what they're calling him now, rather her at this point. She's out there having orgies. Guards be drinking her titty milk. She's getting rod while pregnant, just living for cock. And she gets off to it, apparently, when Azula shoots lightning into her nipple piercings. I don't even know. This is seriously so over the top. And the best thing about it is that someone commissioned this to be written. Someone paid money for this author to write this. Money was involved in this. I can't believe that. 
that. Oh my god. Number four, Harry of the Phoenix and Bride of the Phoenix by 61394, Avatar Episode 5. This fake is another one that starts insane and just keeps getting even more insane. First off, it's poorly written. This individual has never heard of punctuation or capitalization and writes in a way that people text. It's Fire Nation wins AU and pretty much so, but it was like choosing a new wife from his pre-existing harem, which consists of all the female members of the gang, because fuck you, that's why. He's pretty much brainwashed them into being loyal to him and his dick, so there's no further coercion going on here, and they're all fighting to be his wife, basically. The first fic consists of him just fucking all the harem members separately and may the best woman win and there's some fantastic quotes here like suki impaled herself on her lord's cock really the best thing here is that he has no refractory period and there is seriously so much cum everywhere and there will be more so katara was chosen as his wife via reader poll for the second fic which as you can imagine i was just thrilled about and there's something so small yet so mind fucking that goes on here because it compares those ejaculation to a fire hose and it says that it goes goes on for a full minute. Now the episode on which this was featured is called Semen Math and for good reason I came to the conclusion that he nutted between 100 and 1,000 gallons of semen onto her. That's a big range but no matter what it's a lot of cum. It's definitely more cum than anyone's was capable of producing even in a lifetime because he could fill between 1 to 10 bathtubs with that single ejaculation. He outproduced his entire male line going back between 420 and 5,000 years, 6 to 71 lifetimes, 14 to 167 generations if we were going by the statistic that a man ejaculates 14 gallons of cum in his lifetime and he kept saying in the fake i'm gonna cover your entire body in my cum but seriously she can bathe in his nut so that's an understatement of anything going with the highest number of gallons 1000 per minute he could fill an olympic swimming pool with 66 ejaculations and that's new info by the way that's this is gross i can't do this anymore let's just stop talking about literally swimming and cum and let's talk about anything else anything besides that number three my star my moon by terror twin six 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 black metal band of mayhem burzum episode nine this was the original best horse fan fiction before i started reading for shiver avatar i read band fic now some backstory for y'all my favorite band is opeth and their lead singer is best buds with the lead for another band porcupine tree and i thought that these two guys seemed a little bit gay so i thought to myself hmm, i wonder if there's fan fiction of them online and i swear to fuck they looked it up out of curiosity not because i wanted to actually report them when the handful of stuff that actually does exist for them got to the poor bits i was so little inexperienced that i just yeeted right past those explicit parts. I didn't even read the porn. I was just curious, really. But anyway, that was how I ended up hanging around rockfic.com. And not only they've got a lot of rockfic, but they've got quite a metal fic out there, too. And the story behind the Norwegian black metal band Mayhem involving murder, suicide, and church burning, it's so insane that I had to see what people had written for them. So this fic it took all the real-life insanity of that band and somehow made it even more insane. Really, there were three main players and only one of them. Varg is still alive now. Varg stabbed one of the guys Euronymous to death and the third guy pair kill himself before even that and all this happens in real life by the way and what follows is happens in the fic and then this is a love story between Varg the murderer church burner neo-nazi dude who's still living today and pair the suicidal dude kill himself in 1991 and the premise is that pair did not kill himself Euronymous murdered him and I, it's a terrible premise but then the time travel starts happening this is a poorly written mess. I hate the time crystal. Its rules are so inconsistent and arbitrary, but Varg goes back in time with the help of a really sassy witch named Tracy, who I have mixed feelings about. As advertised, Varg and Pear fall in love, and up until the point where they get married. Yeah, it's all been a pretty normal shitty slash fic, but yeah, the marriage happens, and they go back in time to the medieval era for no fucking reason and meet old-timey versions of themselves? It has nothing to do with the plot. It's just really weird. And then the Empreg. Oh my god, you heard it here first, folks. There's gay Norwegian black metal Empreg 
fan fiction floating around out there online. Hieronymus, who has been in jail for attempting to murder Pear, comes back after like a year. Because, you know, that's that's when Norwegian prisons like. And he again tries to kill Pear in a really confusing climax of this fic. It involves tons of time travel, alternate timeline versions of everyone, and dream moments that were never established as plot devices. Just a bunch of dumb shit. Anyway, this fic is completely batshit insane, although I can probably attribute more things to stupidity and poor writing than I can for the rest of the batshit insanity on this list. Quite honestly, I do love this fic. It keeps just throwing you for loops, and every time something stupid happens, you're just like, oh my god, this is so entertaining, but why? This is also my first real exposure to impreg as soon as Pear started vomiting, you know, as one does when the author wants to cue you in if someone's pregnant, I was like, fuck this shit about. But the thing about bad fanfic is that once this starts getting bad, it just keeps getting worse. So my curiosity drew me back in, and I do not regret it. This is the OG once you get thought of his top pick pre-Avatar. Number two, the Avatar and the Fire Lord Energy Bending by Katang Fanfic or Avatar, episode 15. This is my favorite porno I've ever encountered. There's so many golden lines, and the dynamic between the characters is fucking hilarious. As you know by now, I was like, really be out there raping kids left and right, but not to fucking day. Because once Aang gets him in that earthbending trap during the finale, instead of killing him or removing his bending, Aang starts making out with him, I shit you not, to heal his soul with the power of love and the vigorous sex, and I will never be over this as long as I live. Aang blows him. They do a vertical 69. Aang fucks him in that goddamn ass. It is so beautiful. And he's just weirdly in character, pulling his open your chakras, let go of your hatred, Buddhist monk type shit. It's such a load of porn logic bullshit, but I love every word of this fic, except when they say shit like the S word and the dumb penis euphemism. But everything else is amazing. It's so ridiculous, but in the best way. I can quote lines from this, or at least you know, get them pretty close, but oh my god, Ozai's dick showed no signs of arousal, and yet it was enormous. The heat may have been stuck in an earth bending trap, but the real trap was Aang's gaze. The sweet boy batted his eyelashes until they were inches away from Ozai's burning arousal. He let out a flash roar of defiance until it, his penis, stuck out majestically from his sweat-covered legs. Majestically, he continued to devour Ozai's cock. Their sweaty thighs slapped together, accentuating their fiery love-making. Their ball sacks bounced together almost playfully. How can you not love it? Everything about this fic is comedy fucking gold. Invite joy and laughter into your life and read this thing you will never be to watch the finale the same way again, but it is worth it. And lastly, number one is Duco X Reader by Paula Duende Avatar, episode seven. And this is my all-time favorite fic. Sometimes a good old-fashioned troll fic is way to go, and I love everything about this. Every single word of this fic is perfection, art, satire, literary genius in every keystroke. Why did I keep reading fanfic after I read this? Because nothing can possibly top it. The overpowered Mary Sue see the copious mis spellings, the weird unexplained AU this takes place in, the true love bullshit, the way that so many of the commenters missed the fucking point, how nothing makes sense. This was genius, and this is really what got me a starting fic, which is pretty obvious if you read my early material from 2017, like the quest is love zizzle. I highly encourage you to read this, because there's no way I can possibly do it justice in a summary, even though it's only 1,000 words. Why is that? Because every word is poetry. We begin in the throne room and Zuko's just angsting about how he needs to get a wife before he can become the Fire Lord and his father, who they refer to as Iroh, but he's really Ozai in every other way except name, is just like, oh my god, get a girlfriend already, and quote, slaps him right on the noez and Zuik runs away crying. 
perhaps my favorite thing about this fic, and there are a lot of things I love about it, is that they spell Zuko's name right maybe like once in the whole fic, and then you, UO, spelled it Y-U-O, the reader are introduced to the fic. You're at the market when you see him, and you whisper under your breasts, and then you literally pass out because he's so handsome. And then when you wake up, you're on a ship with him to fight some waterbenders for no fucking reason. It's never explained. And my favorite moment in this fic is here. They misspell Zuko as Zuck9. Z-U-K. The number nine. has fucking killed me. He goes out to fight the waterbenders while yelling, feel the burn. And you feel the burn in your heart. When one of the waterbenders hits him with lightning, fucking what? You lose your shit and you go out to fight and it's revealed that you're the avatar. Yeah, you know, even though Aang's right there, but oh my god. I'm howling. Fucking, oh my god, perfect. So perfect. And then when you wake up in safety, y'all have this little intimate moment, but Katara is watching because she is about to fight you for Zuko's hand in marriage. And another thing is just how this author misspells Katara's name worse and worse every time it shows up. Like, first it's like, yeah, Katara. Then it's Karata, Katra, Krautrika, Kriofaroma, Kumquat, Querue, Wawa, and then finally Kuduri Pakapopo. How do you even come up with that? You fight her and you win because you, you know you're the avatar but when you run back to Zox's muscly arms you find out that you're bleeding and you're gonna die and on your deathbed you kiss him to vanish his scar because love heals all wounds but apparently not your wound i guess the epilogue jumps to Zuko on his deathbed many years later. It's implied that somehow you had a child with him because it's a quote, son or daughter you choose named Yuo Jr. And when he dies, the kid sees him holding hands with you as a ghost and it ends. Truly is my favorite fanfiction, perhaps my favorite thing on the whole ass of the internet. The sheer weirdness of it combined with how every word, every misspelling is comedy fucking gold. I love this. It is perfection. It is the number one best worst fanfiction. And those are the lists. I'd like to close this off with the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Shame for authors. For year one of the Barslow. The Barslow Hall of Fame and the ranks are determined by how much of a legend you are in my heart. Porn writers can take fanfic God tier, Drace Domino, God tier, Abraxas Quippeth, God tier, Nidor Duran, Demigod, Silhouette of Scribe, Demigod, Paxobis, Queen, Kayato, Queen, QWR, Royalty, Dicker23, Royalty, Yowie Smutmaster, Royalty, Lufan Androgis, Royalty, McQueen Fan 95, Nobility, Slash Lion 93, Lower Nobility, Heathen Vampires, Lower Nobility, Not Porn Bastards, Anim of the Moon, Super Ultra God tier, God of Gods, America vs. Warlord, God tier. Paula Duende, God tier. Please call me Cordelia, Demigod. Zutara Kid, 50, aka Indigo Rose, 50. Queen, Chianine, Royalty. The Barslow Hall of Shame. The only people in the history of the show thus far who should sincerely go fuck themselves. Passion works, condemned for bigotry and utmost pretentiousness. Shit tier. Secret sorcerer, condemned for blatant and unforgiving pedophilia. Shit tier. Happy one year anniversary to this show. I can't believe I've been doing this shit to myself for so fucking long. I know this show isn't very popular or anything. So that means I'm extra thankful for the listeners that I do have. And why do you guys do this yourselves? Consider your mental health. Hopefully the hiatus will heal all of us enough to make it through another year the bar is low so the bar is low is on instagram you can find us at the bar is low with an underscore between each word follow us you'll know what's coming up next if you want to leave a rating or review on itunes that'd be real cool i'm not gonna beg you for five stars give me however many damn stars you think i deserve and as always i'm your pal wetchikistoticus this is the bar is low thank you for joining me and that's all for today